Well, we have an exciting announcement. I can't wait. I've been holding this in for so long. Juice Crew Institute has really joined forces this year with our new charitable partner, Why Hunger? Why? Well, our missions are so aligned at Juice Crew. We are in sync with their exact mission that nutritious food is a human right. So starting this year, a portion of all tuition to Juice Crew Institute will directly support Why Hunger. And to celebrate, we've got the executive director of Why Hunger on today's show, Noreen Springstead, coming up right after this. Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak. Well, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited. We've been planning this show for months. I'm so excited. We've got Noreen Springstead here. She's the executive director of Why Hunger, a 45-year-old global organization working to end hunger and advance the human right to nutritious food. Let's welcome to Juice Crew Radio right now, Noreen. So good to be with you, Steve. I love this. This partnership is just so exciting and really hits at the center of who Why Hunger is, which is all about making sure access to nutritious food is the most fundamental human right. And I know that's important to you. So good to be with you. Thank you, Noreen. I've been so excited about this. So I'm going to try to contain myself. So let's talk about you and how, because you worked your way up through the ranks to become executive director. How did it all start for you getting involved in the organization? I did. I think we have similar Jersey beginnings, if I recall. Mm -hmm. So I live in New Jersey. I went to Rutgers University. I was a political science major. I always knew I wanted to change the world. I was really inspired by my mom who was, she was a nurse and she had gone on a nursing trip as a young student to El Salvador. And she brought back these pictures. And I I just thought to myself, we all need to live a life of purpose. And there are so many people around the world and right here in the U.S. who go without. And food should be the thing that we celebrate. It feeds our bodies. It feeds our souls. So with that inspiration, I started at Why Hunger as the administrative assistant at the front desk in February of 1992 and have had the incredible professional journey of kind of doing all the jobs and traveling the world and being backstage with rock stars and at the seat of government, talking to government officials about how we can make sure that no person goes hungry and that we prioritize nutritious food. So it's been it's been a wild ride. Yeah. And what is the truth behind hunger? Why are people in this day and age going hungry? I think there's a lot of myths around hunger. One of the myths is that it's a scarcity problem, that there's not enough food and there's too many people on the planet. Mm -hmm. And that just simply is not true. There's abundant food. I think I'm sure any of your your students and listeners know when they go into the supermarket or the big box store that just take the cereal aisle. Right. How how much food is there? We did all experience during during the pandemic, which what many low income people experienced, which was empty store shelves because the supply Mm. chain is very, very tenuous. But 
essentially, why are people hungry? Because there are bigger root cause forces at work, including racism, economic injustice, health equity, meaning you may have a supermarket or a grocery store or a corner store in your community, but it might not be serving the healthiest food. So then you're taking in non-nutrient dense calories and sacrificing your health. You may may be feeding your hunger, but you're not really improving your overall well-being. And in addition, I would add the environmental issues associated with how we grow and produce our food. So why hunger really looks at those root causes. If people who are working two jobs and are still in line at the soup kitchen, we need to ask why are people hungry? What does hunger in America look like now? And I know there's lots of changes going on. Yeah. So maybe the picture before the pandemic really was about it was about 35 million Americans who are struggling with hunger, struggling to put food on the table, having to make the difficult choice between paying their rent or their mortgage and feeding themselves or their family, parents that skip meals, many Americans who were working, whether it be part-time work or work that just didn't pay enough and relying on food charity or government benefits. So that was always there. But what happened, I mean, we've all experienced the global pandemic and the impact of COVID-19 for for most of us, I would say, starting a year ago. It's about a year ago, right? This is I was in the Mississippi Delta a year ago and the lockdown began. And we should probably talk about the group I was visiting because it's exciting. But Mm -hmm. coming back was and living through the pandemic has been an illumination point that the, the cracks of how many people are slipping through the cracks in America that are working. The the pandemic has shown a light through those cracks to say, we have way too many hungry people and we're trying to solve the problem heroically and importantly and necessarily by giving out food. But we have to look at this a little bit differently. So what happened in the pandemic? Hunger skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. 50 million people, lots and lots of children because they were not in school. And I think your listeners probably saw those mile long lines at food banks and people really desperate for food. So this is a the crisis escalated in ways that we haven't seen probably since the Great Depression. Right. And I mean, that just there's never been more of a need for the work that you're doing than now. I appreciate that. That's right. Right. So hunger is like it's very palpable. People know that a lot of people are in, in addition to the, the disease, the virus and frontline workers and essential workers. I think people now see that essential workers are also farm workers and food workers and grocery workers and people in the in the chicken plant or in the in the vegetable fields, the people who pick our strawberries and our tomatoes that the again, it's just a big illumination point And the work is more important than ever that we ensure sure the dignity of that farm worker i know just related to to the juice guru right the mm-hmm. you need the berries you need the celery you need the avocado you need the spinach that healthy food system 
We want to all build together, which is why our partnership is so important. We can't have a farm worker who's suffering from hunger, who is the person whose hands are at our table because they're picking the the food that we that we eat or that we choose. Right. That's exactly it. Juice Guru Radio. We were looking for a long time for the right partnership for us and this couldn't be more in alignment. A healthy meal, a healthy nutritious food in every community and the idea of food deserts is something that people need to be more aware of. But what are we up against here? Oh, we're up against so much. I don't know why hunger is, you know, we we often blame the victim, the person who's suffering hunger. Mm. We don't really look at the actual problem that people don't really think of hunger as political. But if you want to solve hunger, if we change the few key policies, wages is critical. Subsidies of where our federal dollars go and the types of crops that we subsidize, things that we eat rather than corn and soybeans, which are a lot of that is either for export or for livestock feed, that we are not investing in our American farm economy, which could generate even more abundant, healthy food for people. Juice Guru Radio. Some of the things we have planned, we're, we're just so everyone knows, we're planning to do an event, Fasting to Feed the World, the tentative title. But this is where we can help people get healthy with juicing at the same time, contribute to Why Hunger's mission of bringing nutritious food to everyone. And these are some of the events that we're really looking forward to in our partnership. What about you, Noreen? What are you looking forward to? In working with us. Well, I mean, that's going to be great, right? <laughs> that's I think that's a, I think that's a good start. Uh, yeah. The thing I'm most excited about is your very energized group of people. And what we say is we want to build our tribe. We want more people to feel feel good about their daily living and that they are contributing to a cause that you believe in and that essentially I've dedicated my life to and is changing the world. I've seen it firsthand in frontline communities from from the Bronx to East L.A. to Guatemala to to India. It's all possible. And I think we we as a nation need to be thinking about possibility. So I'm excited to have new friends, new supporters, people that really are prioritizing their own health and wellness and ultimately we want a healthy nation, right? We want every child to have access to food. Really tough during the pandemic when kids are missing school, but right. a child that is well-fed is better prepared to learn, to grow, and to thrive. A child who does not have the benefit of good nutrition is is really set back for life. There's long-term implications. So one of the things I'm excited to talk to you about is how how we prioritize making sure no child goes hungry and that mm. access to healthy meals, especially universal school meals, like let's let's make that a reality. I love that mission. And now you guys have a lot of internal events coming uh, every year. You've got so can you talk about some of the initiatives sure. you have planned for this year, the, you know, the Hungerthon and some of the other 
I know lots of celebrities and musicians partner with you. What have you guys got coming? Yeah, you know, it's been a hard year to plan events. It's hard to get together. I think everyone's a little zoomed out on the virtual event space, but yeah. there is light at the end of this very long journey we've all been on in isolation yet together. Mm. So, I mean, we do some cool things, right? We were started by the artist and activist, Harry Chapin. Our roots are deep in, in music. We have support from Yoko Ono Lennon and Carlos Santana and Bruce Springsteen and artists of all ages and, and genres. So we will be doing some more virtual concerts and events through our Artists Against Hunger and Poverty program. We're hoping to do Thanksgiving television special. I think Thanksgiving is a time of year when people think about abundant food and family. And last year we did a big concert called Play On, and it was a really fabulous televised event on CBS. So we're hopeful we'll get a chance to do that again. And you mentioned the Hungerthon, which is um, mm-hmm. we hit the we hit the radio airwaves, really Sirius XM and iHeart and Entercom and so many radio stations get involved and activate locally to tell the story of hunger, to raise money. And then we create these really cool merchandise items that that people can get. So hoping to check back in with you in November to share more about the Hungerthon. Yeah, dialing back to um, Harry Chapin. I mean, you look at that the life, and just for anyone who's not a, who's a music freak like I am, but Harry Chapin. I mean, Cats in the Cradle, Taxi, mm-hmm. an incredible musician. But he, when we talk about generosity in 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 the life that he led, and and forming Why Hunger and really donating everything to the organization. Isn't that, you know, the the role model we've got here? Exactly. Unparalleled, really, at a time in the early to mid 70s when it wasn't really standard practice to be an artist, an advocate, an activist and a and a fundraiser. He was really the fundraiser in chief. And he famously Mm. gave every other concert to the hunger cause and the founding of why hunger? So he really put his career and his money where his where his mouth was. And I think in many ways is the model, as you said, he's the model for how many artists now set up their own foundations or do their own activism or have the causes that matter to them. It could be pet rescue. It could be the environment. It could be fighting cancer. It could be fighting hunger. I think it's now more very much in line with how the music community gives back. And the thing that's so inspiring about our partnership with the Juice Guru is companies can do this too, right? So when you start building it into your brand DNA and your base of supporters recognize that, it, there, there are lots of studies that say, especially millennials, they want to know that your company is doing good. So I think mm-hmm. you're at the forefront of, of a movement to to do do well and do good at the same time. And we're, we're so grateful for that. Yeah. And that's what we teach our students, this idea that how can you have more impact in your business, create enough financial freedom where you can actually mm. pay it forward and help or why hunger an organization like why hunger, which aligns with our overall mission and that was really important to us that everyone who comes through the Juice Crew Institute understands that. And we teach them how to do this so that we 
because at, at the core, I think that's why we're here. Yeah. You know, we're not I, here yeah. to live in mansions. We're here to actually help. You know, those values of like in so many ways, getting back to basics about caring about our neighbor, caring about our mm. community, caring about our own personal health and wellness. And on a maybe on a more meta level that we really are all deeply connected what happens to you happens to the human chain, right? There's a reaction yes. there. And I also think like trying to reorient our frame around abundance. We don't need to have people be poor. We actually need them to be prosperous, to create more bounty for everyone. Juice Guru Radio. So what can you do at home? I mean, first of all, you enroll in Juice Guru Institute. Your tuition is going to support Why Hunger. Some of the other programs like we have coming, the Fasting to Feed the World event, which you'll hear more about, and the other things that Noreen's talking about here. So the best thing to do is to visit the website, right, Noreen? What's the bet to go to the Why Hunger website and check things out? So whyhunger.org is the main website. And I always say, you know, start local in your community. So we have a service called Find Food. If you go to whyhunger.org slash find food. If you're hungry or you have someone in your life that is hungry, you can put in your zip code and find something close to your home that will get you the help that you need. It's also a great tool for finding the community organizations fighting hunger nearest to you and and get involved, even if it's one day a month, like start experiencing and seeing the humanity of the people who are suffering. So I think that's probably the easiest entry point and we'll keep we'll keep educating you we'll keep talking to you and building our awareness as part of our partnership with juice guru yeah and i don't think i really went deep into it with you but the idea that what you're doing at why hunger and supporting these grassroots organization can we talk a little more about that and and how the funds really sure. are distributed in that way? Yes. So I can tell you a little bit about the impact that we had last year. We helped more than a million people get the food that they needed nearest to their home. People who were facing a hunger crisis, which was a crisis like we've never we've never seen before. We are also advancing through these farmer to farmer trainings, a practice called agroecology. It's sustainable farming, but it's even deeper than that. It is a community building, political education, a formation around a set of practices that grows incredibly healthy food and does it in a way that works in harmony with nature. So it's very regenerative. It's restoring um, nutrients into the soil. It's pulling carbon from the atmosphere. It's not using chemicals and pesticides, which is why it's very mm. uh, regenerative. And it's growing healthy, abundant food in communities all around the world, in, in the U.S. and in other places. And we've invested a lot in advancing and basically massifying that practice so that there's abundant, healthy food grown in communities everywhere. So that's really, really exciting. And it's and it's taking off. Um, in addition, we're working. There's about 60,000 agencies in the U.S. and communities that are feeding people. 
We're part of a big initiative called Closing the Hunger Gap that is prioritizing health and wellness and looking at those other root cause approaches that I mentioned. But from the health and wellness point of view, there's been a revolution, really. Mm -hmm. Many food banks and pantries, I don't know, five, 10 years ago, it was really about the pounds of food. It didn't matter if it came in the form of soda or uh, mac and cheese. Mm. Now there's a much more discerning perspective that says, no, it needs to be nutritious food. We can't hand out food that that is then creating diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, uh, leading to all kinds of health problems. So it's, it's really a game changer that many of the frontline agencies are recognizing that just like we all are in our life, we need to eat better. So we mm-hmm. need to provide more nutritious food. So that's the kind of kind of impact that we're having. And very intentionally, last year, we were helping restaurant workers who were displaced. We were helping communities that are led by Black people, Indigenous people, people of color, and really advancing their leadership and their their food sovereignty, really, um, throughout communities in the U.S. and also around the world. Just incredible work. Juice Guru Radio. For those listening that maybe want to get involved and maybe volunteer and work along with you guys, is there a role that, or do you have an opening for that too for volunteers? We do. We have some volunteers that are helping us with our hunger hotline. So again, if you go to whyhunger.org slash find food, there should be a volunteer link on the page. And that's that's the easiest way to get involved from your home, especially while we're all still home, mm-hmm. to help us really create this backbone of referrals, which is the 60,000 agencies across the country, and then to help callers who are calling in in crisis. They need they need food to feed themselves or to feed their family. Love it. I have other plans for, for what we have in mind, but I'm, I don't want to reveal too much. And some things I haven't even told you, Noreen, <laughs> we're just going to say- I love it. This is the first year, but we've got some big plans coming and you guys have to stay tuned to hear more on why and how we're going to keep supporting Why Hunger. And we've got some big initiatives coming and and some things on our vision board that'll be coming in the future. So, Noreen, any other plans for the future? Anything else that you want to touch on that we haven't hit during this interview here? I mean, that was an amazing teaser. You're good. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I did. No, we're, you know, I feel connected to this in a way. We like juicing in our household. And I think it's Yay. just a really really healthy way forward and just genuinely excited about the partnership and all the good that it's going to do. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you for the years of work with Why Hunger. She's Noreen Springstead again. Check out Why Hunger website. We'll have the links under today's show notes. Noreen, thank you so much for being here. I've been waiting for the show for months. I'm glad we finally got it on. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Noreen. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Steve Prusak, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at JuiceGuruRadio.com. Until next time, get your juice on.